back to the Heart Feelings Podcast. This is, of course, my mental health podcast where we talk about things like anxiety and depression, aka hard feelings. And boy, oh boy, do I have a fun episode for us this week. It's kind of funny how I introduce every episode like that and every episode of whatever we talk about is my current mental health struggle. It doesn't really feel like that should be something I'm like, really exciting episode. But what can I say? I get excited to share it with you because I feel better the more I talk about my feelings. I know it's this wild and crazy concept. It's kind of the whole reason I made this podcast. But yeah, I feel a heck of a lot better after sharing my feelings with my therapist and also then you guys. I record my podcast episodes the days that I have therapy and I feel like it gets me in a good headspace. I feel like I've already talked through all of my nonsense and I can get right to the nitty gritty of the issue, which this week is trust. I know, vague, ominous, what is she gonna talk about? Okay, so if you're an anxious person like I am, then you know that it's hard to trust anybody because the world is unpredictable. Now I trust myself, but that's not because I think I'm better than everyone else. It's because I'm an obsessive planner. I'm an obsessive researcher. It's very important for me to feel like I'm in control. And obviously I can't control other people's actions. And as much as I think I'm good at reading other people, very empathetic, good at feeling out the vibe in a room, if you will. But I still don't know what people are gonna do. I can't predict people's actions. People can't contradict themselves all of the time. Like I said, the world is a very unpredictable and scary place, but the good news is when you trust someone and things go well, man, oh man, is it a relief. I don't do it often, but when I do and trust someone else, put my trust into someone else and things turn out totally fine, if not great, it's really good. And I think it's important for us to take note of those situations. Something my therapist and I talk about a lot is how anxiety tends to file away our bad experiences with things and refer to them constantly, right? But it does not do as great of a job at filing away the positive experiences you've had because to your anxiety, that's just like, whatever. Yeah, it went well. I don't need to worry about it, that anymore. It doesn't need space in my brain, but I beg to differ with you anxious brain because whenever I actually sit down and remind myself of all of the positive experiences I have had doing the things that scare me, it makes me feel a lot better. It's honestly one of the few things that makes me feel better. Another thing that also makes me feel better is planning, which is why I tend to be a bit of a control freak when it comes to everything. I like to plan. I, like I said earlier, I really like to research. I don't know enough about something. Like we've been having a situation with my cat this week and it's been stressing me out to no avail. In fact, I didn't even plan on talking about it in this episode. I was trying really hard to find another example because I don't want to talk about it because it's still ongoing, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. So my cat's been limping on off the last week and it's making me so anxious because I love him more than anything in the world and I don't ever want anything bad to happen to him and basically yeah here's a situation I'm going away to visit my parents so I'm not going to be able to be the one to take him to the vet on his appointment this week so I need to trust my partner to take him by himself and that's really scary to me not because I don't trust my partner and think he's incredibly intelligent and totally capable of doing it by himself but because I hate giving up control, you know? In my mind, if I'm there with him, I can make sure nothing bad happens. 
When in reality, that's not really true either, right? Because like I've already said, the world is unpredictable. You never know what could happen. It's very unlikely for something bad to happen, but at the end of the day, I, I am not a psychic. I am not clairvoyant as much as I would absolutely love to be, and I cannot predict the future. So at a point, you do kind of just have to say like, all right, I'm just gotta trust somebody else, I guess. And the thing I'm also trying to remind myself is that my boyfriend's taken our cat to the vet by himself before, and things went swimmingly. And honestly, that's been my biggest coping mechanism with trust, is looking back at prior examples where I've trusted that person, and it turned out fine. And the thing that's kind of a bummer is I don't have a ton of examples like that. I was really racking my brain writing the outline for this episode being like, okay, we have the example of boyfriend taking the cat to the vet before by himself and it being fine. Let's let's try to think of a, another example though, because like I said, I didn't really want to talk about the cat stuff, but it's fine. It's, it's gonna be okay. At this point, you're listening to this after the appointment, so I'm sure I wouldn't include any of this stuff. If something did go poorly, it's gonna be fine. He just might have a little bit of arthritis. Okay, let me, let me save this for my therapy appointment, even though I got another week. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I don't have a ton of examples where I've trusted someone else with something that's really important to me, you know, as important as my cat, as important as somebody that I love. You know, I was trying to think of other situations where I've trusted somebody to do something very important for me, and it's, they're kind of rare, you know? Like, obviously, in childhood, we rely on our parents for a ton before we can drive to take us places to make sure we go to the right appointments and everything, but I'm trying to think in the scheme of, of my adult life, right? Like, since, you know, moving out on my own, being out of college and everything, I'm trying to think of times there where I've trusted other people, and they're few and far between. And I want to change that because, like I said in the intro, it is such a relief to trust someone and to have everything turn out fine. And I think as anxious people, we don't like to ask for help, you know, and trusting doesn't even feel like, what, that's asking for help? Ask, like, trusting someone is asking for help? They kind of feel the same feeling to me, you know, in my situation my boyfriend is gonna take my cat to the vet by himself so that I can still go on my trip that I was planning on and that I've had planned for a long time to go visit my family. And that's that's hard for me to do. Again, not because I don't trust him, but just because I, I wanna be there. I don't like having to release control, even when it's with someone who I know is so competent and so smart and is gonna do fine. That's the frustrating thing about anxiety, right? Is it's both logical and illogical. It's logical in the sense, you know what, maybe not logical, it's pragmatic in the sense that I love to plan, I love to research, I can't tell you the amount of medical journals and lab tests I have read this week about osteoarthritis in cats. Like, I have read clinical trials. Like, I love to research stuff because it soothes my anxiety. My therapist said this to me today, too. She said, planning is the antidote to anxiety. That is the only, like, really active thing we can do for ourselves. You're anxious about, like, I'm 
honestly, compared to my cat stuff, this is a very, very minimally anxious, but I have to travel by myself tomorrow, and I'm a little bit anxious about that, but something I'm reminding myself is that I have traveled by myself many times before, and things have gone great. So, what I'm gonna do to remedy the rest of that anxiety is to plan. I'm going to pack the night before, make sure I have everything ready to go, I'll pack all of my skincare and makeup and everything, and I'll make a checklist so that I'm sure that I have everything, and I'll leave early for the train tomorrow so I can make sure I get there early enough to use the bathroom and maybe grab something to eat before. I have a plan set in place so that I'm not anxious because for me, when I have no plan, like if you were to tell me, let's say something wild and crazy with Amtrak happened and I suddenly found out I had to take a train in the next two hours instead of my scheduled time tomorrow, I would lose my mind because that's that's not enough time to come up with a game plan. That's not enough time for me to do the plan the way that I planned on doing it. Planning, 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 planning. And yeah, that would send me spiraling for sure. Another thing that I think is really important that I fully am saying for myself, I need to hold myself accountable for this, is letting people in your life know about your trust issues. You know, I know it's easier to just control everything yourself and do everything for yourself and to not even want to worry other people, but I, you know, if you've ever been in a situation where you can feel your partner thinking that you don't trust them or you can feel a friend thinking that you don't trust them, a family member, anything, like feeling like you don't trust them, that sucks. I don't ever want to make anyone feel like that, especially when I know, logically, that I can trust them. It's just, it's this big internal battle. Another thing my therapist said, always quoting her, oh my goodness, another thing she said today was that anxiety exists within all of us. We all have anxiety because it's a survival tactic, right? It's what gets us to run away from a lion. It's what gets us to pay acute attention to changes in our surroundings. It's to keep us safe, you know? The stuff that is not necessary for us to have and that we are all actively trying to get rid of is the worrying. It doesn't do us any good to worry. It doesn't do me any good to worry myself sick for the next 48 hours until my cat actually goes to his bed appointment. What? That's not going to produce any results for me. It's just going to make me physically ill and has made me physically ill. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started about all of the physical effects of anxiety. If you know, you know. Lately what I've been finding is good for me is lighting candles so I can just distract myself with a really strong scent. Helps me to breathe a little more and listening to music. But uh, getting off on a big tangent here. Let me bring that into our mental health tip for the week because this real plain and simple one, but it's been keeping me afloat these last few days, and that is watching your comfort shows. Easy enough, right? If you're an anxious person, I'm sure you have at least like six comfort shows that you cycle through. Right now, for me, it's Gilmore Girls, especially this time of year, oh my gosh. And if you can find something nostalgic too, like seeing all the early 2000s fashion, it just reminds me of my childhood and makes me really happy. And you know what? Sometimes we need a little distraction just to regulate our nervous systems, right? I'm not saying like avoid all of your problems and just watch your comfort show, but if you need to sit down for an hour or whatever amount of time you have to watch an episode or two, it's just gonna help you to take some deep breaths, maybe have a laugh, you know? <laughs> if, if your comfort show is a comedy, maybe your comfort show is a drama, maybe have a, a good gasp, a good excited moment, you know, you get dopamine hits from your comfort shows because it's expected. There's nothing unknown about your comfort show because you've watched it a million times before, so you don't 
need to be, even when you're on the edge of your seat because you know an exciting scene's coming, you still know what scene is coming and there's something, you know, subconsciously very comforting about that. And it definitely helps me regulate my nervous system when I'm anxious. Alrighty, and that brings us to our mental health song of the week. Now this is the first song I think that I've mentioned that I'm not gonna give you any lyrics for because it's not about the lyrics that makes it a mental health powerhouse song. It's the vibe. At risk of you clicking out of this podcast right now, I'm gonna go ahead and say again, it's the vibe. This week's mental health song is Linger by the Cranberries. I freaking love this song. This song is a lullaby to me. This song gives me such a sense of peace. Literally, I just can't help but find myself swaying, grooving to all of the ethereal tunes. Their voices are gorgeous. You feel like you're in the, the hills of Ireland. Sorry to my Irish listeners. Are there hills there? I've never been, but I myself am very Irish. I would love to go someday, but it just transforms me to the hills of Ireland. Purple, pink skies, just like 90s whimsigoth outfits. Like it just takes me away. I think it's like I was saying with the Gilmore Girls, like there's that nostalgic element to it, but also with Linger, you have the vibes and the vibes are immaculate. That is a song I put on when I cannot pull myself out of an anxiety spiral and I can't even focus enough to watch one of my comfort shows. If you've ever been there, I feel your pain. It is a tough place to be in. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, I can't pay attention to the show enough to consume it, but I also couldn't possibly be alone with just my thoughts in my brain. So inject something good into this brain and Linger by the Cranberries just always does it for me. So I'll link it down below in case you haven't heard it yet. And you guys, with that, that brings us to the end of this episode. Man, I know I really went on a tangent there. Um, it's just been something really prevalent in my life this week and also, probably for a lot longer, but it's really come to the surface this week for me that I have trust issues and I want to work on them. I want to trust more people because I know I have a lot of wonderful people who I can trust in my life. So that's really exciting. Um, love this for me. Love this for you. Tell me how you liked this week's episode. I, you don't have to tell me. I couldn't think of anything to say in that moment, so I was just rambling. But if you like my makeup, if you're watching the visual, I'll have all the details down below for you. And if you're curious what my makeup look is, if you're just listening on Spotify or wherever you hear your podcasts, run on sentence, then you can come on over to Instagram or YouTube. I'll put the links in the show notes for you. Please go ahead and rate and review this podcast. I would super, super appreciate it. Subscribe if you're on YouTube, follow if you're anywhere else. And I thank you so much for listening and I'll see you with a new episode next Friday. Bye. Take care of yourself.